God, this girl fucking. This is gonna be this is gonna be great podcasting when we eventually post this and they can't hear the music. We're we're listening to Bonnie Taylor's holding out for a hero right now. Just just want people. You're listening. I'm dancing, buddy. This is a good video too. Fuck. I need a hero. Christ, she is raw as hell. This girl fucks, dude, hard. Like her voice is so powerful and raspy. I don't know how she does it. It's really good. Thank you, Bonnie Tyler. Uh, neon whip. Yeah. Could you That's imagine, my specific like, aesthetic? A cowboy with a neon whip. I love a cowboy lightsaber. Yeah, cowboy lightsabers. That's what, in the uh, throwback Star Wars, the one where they were actually in the uh, Wild West, they oh, used uh, Show me your lightsaber, lightsaber cowboy. Whips. Lightsaber whips. Hey, I'm welcome cowboy, back to the baby. Bonnie Tyler podcast, where we like to bring you face value reviews of all of the Bonnie Tyler songs. They're all gems. They all rip. Uh, Absolutely. She's powerful, and she's got a strong power over all of us. <laughs> she's a powerhouse. She really is, but also we're the Horrible Podcast. Where we like to bring you face value reviews of horror films. We do it. Um, today is a very special episode, as I'm sure you could have figured out by now. Uh, this is episode 200. Brr, 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 brr. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we what we did today is we watched three films that we bought at a convention. We'll explain that a little bit more. But uh, we've got Gourmet jo- Zombie Chef from Hell. We you have Dead Space and we have Death Warmed Up. Uh, I'm your host, Manson. I'm also joined by Blutster. Blutster, how you doing, buddy? I'm all warmed up. I just came back from a nice vacation, yeah. and the welcoming gift that I'm granted, you know, that I'm, that I'm given welcome. by Dylan is uh, <laughs> absolute dog shit. Yeah. So well, we'll, we'll get to that. It's good to be back, and and I, you know what? I can't blame anybody because I signed up for this. Um, one of my movies is in the is in the shit pile here, mm-hmm. and yeah. then I agreed to watch all of them in a row. We did, but Kelsey was the smartest one, and Megan eventually she learned. But <laughs> she took a while. To if get you're to not that. on this podcast, you can leave. Yeah, you don't, you you don't, don't have, have to, to watch, watch this shit. We do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched it. Yep, uh, I'm also joined by Dylan. How are you, buddy? Hey, yeah, you said that this was a special uh, podcast, but I want to push back on that and say that every one of our episodes is a special podcast. Well, I agree you're, with you're not wrong, but this is extra special. This because one is, yeah. What we did is uh, a while back, uh, you guys went to a convention. I think it was about one year yeah, ago. Yeah, here in Louisville. Uh, it was Days of the Dead that yep. we went to. We had a, We actually did a presentation there. We had a live cast. Sounds like it was pretty awesome. Yep. It was uh, it was a really good time. Yep. So we bought some DVDs from VHS. You PS. didn't. You weren't there. Uh, these you didn't guys. Have anything to do with these this. guys bought them. I know. I'm I'm so glad to not have we that. Them. You, you don't have any me. responsibility for yeah. what happened. Here you go, don't take, uh, take so, the bottle. Rip this bottle shut. So yeah, we so we uh, we did live stream uh, our entire marathon today. Maybe some of you got to see that. I hope um, it wasn't taken not. down by the FBI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think one person watched, but no, I no. Mean, we we had, we had a few. Yeah, viewers. dude, zero one two two was in there. Yeah, we, we had four or five I dedicated think. fan. I, I want to say anyway. before we get too far into the episode, yeah. Yeah. like when we were in the booth at the uh, at the convention, so it we were going. Well, let's explain what VHSPS yes. is. Well, it was really cool. There was just this nice dude. He ran a little stand there, so and, he, nice. and he basically he he actually was he was like helping us find movies the entire time. But basically, he would go and find VHS movies that didn't have modern releases mm-hmm. or any way to watch them online, and he would just rip them himself and kind of make them available through his site and and through buying. And they were like really cheap. There, he's a got a ton dollars. up there. Like I was just looking at his site before. Now you can get things like uh, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. Uh, you can get uh, Attack of the Queer Wolves, which is a, apparently a movie. <laughs> yes. uh, there's there's a lot of stuff like stuff that would not otherwise be archived. These and, are things that would be dead. You know, they would be long gone. But right, this dude yeah. has somehow dredged them up. And I feel like some of our listeners have done similar stuff where they yeah. go and they buy lots of just 
VHS movies that nobody wants. Our boy Pablo, who showed up uh, briefly, yeah, <laughs> couldn't get yeah. Vaughn live to work, so didn't exactly. get to watch any Poor of this. Uh, shout out to you, buddy. Um, but the entire time we were in his booth, he was like, oh, I've seen this one. This was really great, and you should check this out. Oh, you love this if it's got, you know, if you like gore. Yeah. And I feel like he really talked up uh, the the zombie chef, whatever it's called. Yeah. So we'll talk about that we'll later. Talk about that one. I, I, it was I just, fun. I want to say that like they're doing an incredible service. Like this type of archival uh, is is I think really invaluable. Like I, I think about it with video games too. Like things that just would otherwise be disposed right. and dead. Like nobody gets to yeah. watch them. Yeah. In some cases, that's probably better. In some of the things <laughs> like that e. we're talking e. about, they now. just buried it in the desert. Yeah, yeah. but like uh, it, it's it's just really not cool. the film, the game. It's really yeah, cool for some, yeah. Fuck the film. <laughs> it's terrible. Buried it in the desert. Uh, it's really cool to see people doing this and uh there's there's this you know lovely vhs aesthetic which we've talked about like the last time that we did um i guess the goodwill uh vhs episode I think was the last, last one, one. We did. that's one of the unsung things about this episode is that these are all vhs trips so yeah. we had previews for some of them we had only the one preview for one movie honestly i was a little pissed about that yeah. but we got was one there preview. just one i thought just there was one two. just one yeah. just one well, but we had like you know the the video issues with the scanning. Sometimes a little stereo will pop up. In you can the have all the low quality features of a VHS in a DVD format. It's amazing. You joke, but like that's actually a thing that I enjoy. Like with a lot of these old movies, it, I think it's charming. I didn't like it at the time, but it's like when we were watching Canton last week, and yeah, there's there's something about it. Um, there's a couple YouTube videos that that we've watched recently uh, that kind of talk about the charms of that. I think do a good job. Like H Bomber guys video mm-hmm. about it is really really, really good. good. I recommend checking that out. But there's something about that like i i think it kind of enhances the the idea that you know it's it's kind of like in hereditary we talked about this how there was like things in the side in the the corner of of the frame and it's like barely make out and and there's a lot of that especially when you watch something like halloween where you you know you have these uh, figures that that might be hidden around and it it, it can actually help the experience i think i think think it definitely worked in the favor of some of these movies where we couldn't tell what the fuck was going on weaker effects which is a big thing for a lot of them yeah Yeah, i mean it's kind of a charm i don't know yeah it is it is fun but yeah we also uh again we 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 live streamed all this i i'm gonna try and figure out a way to maybe upload this we did record it um probably get it to the filth nation in our discord yeah check out discord um check out discord and uh we'll we'll try and disseminate this out uh somehow but yeah run into some copyright issues right like is the reason well i I mean like on youtube yeah yeah this obviously uh you know these are like a more or less abandoned yeah nobody gives a shit about them which is exactly why he's able to to go in and and sell them um but it'd probably instantly get removed from youtube so i don't know we'll figure something out uh for everybody to to check that out because it it was fun we've just been drinking heavily and snacking heavily and uh yeah it, it was a good time and no one lasted the entire marathon but us. So. Yeah. yeah. And and the dog, I guess. Audrey was asleep through a lot of it. Rachel was honest. there. So, well, yeah, not mentally, though. She, <laughs> she was, was present. <laughs> she was playing phone games. So, uh, we do have an email this week. Uh, Ooh. This is from, uh, well, I won't, I won't read to it, so I'll read it at the end. Uh, well, we'll say Chris. Chris says. Mike? Chris no, Mike? not a different one. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> dearest spooky fucking boy. Hey. Um, I've been listening to your podcast and finally decided to pull the trigger and support you guys financially Thank in what you. way I can. Conveniently Thanks, at 666 a month. Hail Satan. Yeah. After freeloading for him. about a year. That's the, uh, you know, the good old. Uh, it's that Patreon tier that also yeah. supplies uh, souls to Satan. Yeah, it does. I hope this small tithe allows you to continue providing your tight ass insights for years to come. <laughs> I, I really like the, the way this is like formatted and written. I wish I could see it. Uh, looking forward to your review of my very first submission. Ooh. I hope it ain't too stinky. Like the ninth circle of hell, may your beers and hearts remain ice cold. 
XO, nice. XO, big ol' tig old ditties is how it's signed. <laughs> That's tight. Nice. Oh, I, I saw it. Just, name Discord. just joined Discord. Yeah. Welcome, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Tig old ditties. I really Love like it. that. I don't know what movie you suggested, but you know, if it's wait. good, I'm going to give it a gem. If it sucks, I, listen, I, I feel like Chris going to be better our... than anything we watched this week. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I, that's the thing that's so amazing about the show, and I, t- I try to talk to people like at my work. They're always asking, you know, like, "Oh, what did you watch this week?" And, you know, hoping it's gonna be a movie they know. And I tell them three <laughs> movies they've never heard of, and I'm like, "My bar keeps getting lower." Like, yeah, this week even is is pushing it even further. Like, how can it, how can you make movies this bad? It's amazing how far the bar it's, can go. It's down. one of the joys and and the uh, unfortunate bits of going yeah. 200 episodes. We've done three movies a week, more or less. You know, up to that point, that's a fuckload of movies. Well, that's the thing is that we do that the bottom sometimes. in addition to just meeting up and watching movies yeah. anyway. So at least three a week. Yeah, we already had like well, we were getting together together today. What the fuck? I'm drunk. I'm sorry. Uh, we were getting together that's today no and uh, thinking about like, oh, did we actually review this movie? Have we done like yeah, Suspiria, Suspiria? We were talking about like, yeah, I don't remember yeah. if we've actually done Suspiria for the oh, cast. I, I know that for sure. sure that I've reviewed Microwave Massacre, but I don't know that I've reviewed <laughs> Suspiria. Right, right, yeah. Jesus. Somehow, you know, that's the thing is that we we probably have missed uh, some of the things we there, actually really some, like. Some, so, yeah, blank yeah. spots. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're not talking about that kind of stuff today. Uh, we are going to talk about... <laughs> Uh, three movies that maybe should have been left in the Stone Age. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll go in the order that we watched sure. them, um, if that sounds cool to you guys. Fine by so me. in that case, we're going to start with Death Warmed Up. This is, uh, I think, a Devin New, New Zealand film. Yeah. Uh, yep, Devin chose this one. Dylan, you want to tell us about Death Warmed Why would I not do the one that I gave you guys? It's the least I can do since I fucking subjected you to it. What are we starting with? Uh, death warmed up. I could give you. Death I guess. Up. I guess I'll go ahead and do it yeah. since I. I yeah, that makes. Okay. Since I think Devin's Devin, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck. Okay. So. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Death warmed up. Uh, starts out with a young man who is, for one reason or another, running to a hospital. Uh, he barges in and uh, is running past a bunch of nurses and stuff. And this is this is uh seven years. Well, I guess we're <laughs> we not we're out, not quite yeah. there yet, but. Uh, so for one reason or another, he ends up uh, taking a shower in the hospital, and a crazy <laughs> mad doctor uh, injects him in, in the in the butt cheek with uh, serum that basically makes him go crazy, and he goes and I, I assume murders his parents um, with yeah, a shotgun. Yeah. Those were people that were opposing the doctor's ways. Well, they seem well, to I'm know. One, of the, main, that, one of the main things you miss is that he walks in for some reason. He barges into like a meeting where he sees this doctor fighting another doctor about some of his practices. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm going to create new superhumans or whatever." Okay, and he overhears this. I think he brainwashes him to kill the other guy he was arguing with. The but main it was doctor. weird because he they butt-washes they him, to seem, be honest, he <laughs> injects it into his butt. They seem to know him though. That was what was strange. I think it's they I were think, like, "Oh, that's just Mike." Okay, I think I, he's I the no son idea. of one of the doctors who was involved in the argument, the one who he eventually kills. Okay, well, no let's, let's go with that. I think so. Anyways, uh, we fast forward seven years. Seven years in the future, uh, they're doing. Uh, he he's just gotten out of a psychiatric hospital, I guess. Uh, and then we do another to jump, now. jump to now, <laughs> which is an unknown amount of years. And the movie essentially turns into a Mad Max ripoff for about an hour. And then we go back to the doctor and it's a fucking mess yep. of nonsense. Really. Dude, what isn't a mess, though, is how this movie starts. I've, yeah, I, it's weird. And it makes no sense why this guy is, is barging into a hospital watching two doctors discuss about procedures. But it basically sets up perfectly. Hey. You know, you got put into jail or, you know, a mental institution institution because you were brainwashed into killing this random guy. And basically that kind of sets up his 
his motivation or arc to get revenge on this kind of main doctor one guy. One would think, and a better movie would actually take that and run right. with it. But That's this what one we all thought. Definitely we... doesn't. I want to say the, the opening starts really strong also mm-hmm. in the sense that this has like an identity, which a lot of the movies sure. from this time don't. This feels a lot like, and it, it's a either New Zealand or Australia. I don't know if we ever really It better be which. Australia because we made a lot of Australian yeah. foster uh, jokes, so it has to yeah, be. we did. Uh, but it, it has that kind of Peter Jackson vibe to it of like it does. kind it of does, like manic yeah. camera work and like really tight close-ups and, it, and always, things. Always, yeah, super and close I love in that. the face. Like it, it's, it's, in, it's, I don't know, just interesting Plus whether you know cool, what's going on. Even at the beginning, there was some kind of cool camera work playing in there, right. like and through the conversations. And, you know, we're looking at, from our character's point of view, through the blinds as he's listening to these two doctors. We don't know why he's doing it, and ultimately, Still don't. It, it doesn't really matter. But what's weird, though, is, is that when he leaves the asylum, he just kind of, I guess we assume he gets out on good behavior. Um, he has blonde hair. He dyes his hair. That's all we know. And he has a new group of friends that he somehow like, he met. Uh, Rucker he looks like Rucker Howard playing David Bowie. It's a it's a great aesthetic. Like, he's a cool-looking dude. He Which is cool, a compliment, because but... both those guys are hot. We also uh, get, uh, early on, when he is brainwashed, he is actually butt-washed, because he gets uh, <laughs> injected in the butt with something while he's Ooh. in the shower. And, as the Megan way, said, the way a little something that. for the ladies. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Sorry. We the get way... some, some good, uh, good, you know, kind of smooth boy in that shower. It's, they uh, show a lot of jockstrap and, and of bulging ding-dongs, but the way way that they show see his mama's nips later i mean there's this little something for everybody here <laughs> it's it's a movie that has everything so the thing is is once we leave the asylum somehow he's made some new friends and they're taking like a trip to an island we don't know why i guess it's like for vacation yeah. and, and we find out that the doctor that he overheard early in life is now like I guess famous who brainwashed him and stole seven know. years of his life. But here's the know. thing. A better movie would say like, Oh, seven years later. And then it would like immediately jump from there to be like him saying, Oh, here's how I got out of the asylum and what I've been doing since. But we get none of that. And suddenly he's just on a ferry to a place. We didn't know for a long time whether it was the same character who was coming to the island. His hair and his eyebrows yeah, his are dyed. Yeah. He um, looks completely different. And also I think a lot of this is like, we had to infer yes. a lot of things like I, from what we understand, He's kind of trying to get revenge on this doctor. Totally understandable think, yeah. from, you know, getting butt washed. But, but at the same parents. time, yeah. it also is also is strange because he's just with his friends and they're on a vacation. That's and weird. He, and when he sees the doctor, he doesn't he doesn't look at him like, I know you. Or, yeah, he, yeah, he looks at him like confused, like he's trying to remember and it goes in slow motion. And it's like, when did he decide to get revenge? So the only I, other I thing know. you could guess is that maybe they were on a really, really shitty vacation to this island where well, they speaking, just hang out in a tunnel and spook they each just other. happen to be speaking at the same of island. Vacations. Yeah. Well, they're on the ferry, so this movie, in, right, in, in, okay. in good fashion, doesn't really explain or establish anything. We're on this ferry trying to get to this island to go on this vacation, and for some reason, there's these weird troglodytes with like brain deformities and, yep. and hunchbacks and Mad like max rejects they're on this boat and you're like oh am i watching mad max like fury road 2 now and one, of the, one of them <laughs> looks like the the boomerang kid from mad max 2 but like crossed with uh, an orangutan or something like he's he's a, a hideous specimen that's so rude dylan i, I, I feel like yours you can't call somebody hideous that's just <laughs> listen i got hideous feet but i'll own them this guy uh didn't own it at any point in the movie and i just want to call him out i do think though that like this mad max aesthetic is kind of weird because like a lot of movies we've seen from Australia uh, kind of play up the fact that maybe Australia is just a hellhole. Yeah, and like bro. I've never been, but it does feel like if they're going to say now with the the jump like bump on there, jump bump, jump bump. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I, then, I'm convinced, though, that part of the Australian Actors Guild is they're like, <laughs> OK, they're reviewing the script and they're like, oh, yeah, this sounds great. I love your plot. But how much like Mad Max is yeah. it? 
How many Mad Max characters do you have? They, and they, how many cars crash in they it? They give us plenty of it. I mean, we get a scene, a scene later where they're running through a series of tunnels being chased by like dudes with weird outfits on motorcycles. Uh, that's Mad Max scene number one. It, <laughs> of and we, we get we get like a, a car chase uh, in, in the outback a little bit. We get a, on, an attempted car chase on the ferry. Which You're is, saying this like it's bad, Dylan. These are Mad Max elements that are required to be an Australian movie. They're cool. And like, I, I will give this movie that like, even if I don't know what the fuck is going on, there's some interesting stuff happening on screen. Plus, yeah, it looks pretty uh, good. You guys were talking about how the VHS PS guy was kind of suggesting movies based on various things. This one probably had the best gore effects, probably yeah. the best oh, yeah, uh, death uh, scenes. Like uh, the early scene where he's kind of gunning down his parents or whatever is actually it's pretty crazy. Really, really good. Yeah, a lot of nasty little squibs blows them open with a shotgun. It's it's gross looking. There's also uh, a couple cool like there's there's a really great uh, scene where one of the mutant weirdos uh, mm -hmm. his head explodes mm -hmm. oh, fuck, and yeah. uh, that was pretty sick his pulsating pimple on his head yeah, or whatever just yeah. explodes his the, entire fucking head what's funny is I think it was you Dylan screaming for that like I hope that pimple blows up and then all of a sudden <laughs> you know, his it head does. explodes it yeah. Did, yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it kind of fucked up this is an aside but I, I I don't know why people get so into like pimple popping videos and like wait like, that's a thing teens love that I guess that's disgusting I guess a sense of relief like popping a pimple does feel kind of yeah but no, there's like there's a, there's tons yeah. of like YouTube videos that are uh, very popular of just people popping a little giant giant pimples that's disgusting, it's disgusting. I, that's I, repulsive no desire to ever thank see you that. for sharing that this one uh, that they did in the movie was cool looking. Well, it was awesome I got yeah, that like yeah, I get that yeah. and I think this is a movie that actually benefits from being on VHS it, yes. it looked good it had pretty good effects and in general this movie was pretty put together especially compared to its uh, the other two on this cast tonight. oh but, god yeah but it, I think that there was a certain kind of mystery. It was a foggy looking kind of movie and we're in a lot of like dark hallways and, and tunnels. But and it I think didn't it look, it didn't look abysmal. No, 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 no. And honestly, a lot of the shots were good. very nice yeah. looking, kind of like I, I, artfully I composed. And... A lot watching this one of Razorback, which is a movie yeah. that like there was really good looking stuff there, but the stuff around it was just kind of a mess. That's what's weird is that I feel like something happened while they're making this movie because it seemed like it had a great setup. You know, we don't know why any of these things are happening, but we understand what's happening. They just and lost the plot. Once I think we once issue. we get to the island, it is literally lost. Yes. It, it does. Like we meet these weird zombie guys, and we meet you know the weird people in the hospital, and nothing makes any sense. Nothing's connected. Like it, it, it's weird that this movie starts off and goes and jumps like seven years later, yeah, and doesn't show us anything that happens, and then and then jumps an inordinate amount of time, just whatever to, to we're, we're, now. We're still not very sure how I, the opening sequence connects, but the opening the... sequence is so strong and so good yes. that they just should have kept going from there. It should have I mean, just been a basic, uh, like, you, you would think, plot. I don't you know. would make think it more clear. You would think that if your main character is in an institution for seven years, they would come out and be affected, right? They'd be weird or socially awkward think. or they wouldn't have any friends. Well, but he is at the very end of the movie, but that's the dude, only time he is. And that's the thing. It's, it's a leap because he meets the, like, we meet these characters, his friends, and they're all so normal and they just seem having well sex adjusted. on a ferry, just pretty normal. Yeah, you know? why not? Yeah. You know, while there's weird zombies around and like, I don't know why those guys were like that. I don't. Dude, the, the guy who just pisses on the zombie guy's van and like could have easily Starts pissed off fight. the side of the ferry cracks me up. They just start a fight on a ferry. They're oh, like, yeah, yeah they're, dude, they're, why they're are you disrespecting kinda, me? They're kind of the true villains. In they this might film. be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's we're the not real a, villains all along. There's not a ton to talk about here, but like th this feels like a, a good attempt, a first attempt of a director at something better. 
I thought about bad taste when I was watching this one of a movie that is just kind yeah. of a mess, but like bad still maintains itself. Bad taste. Yeah, absolutely. Bad taste is way better. Has a lot more talent as far as like gore effects and things like that go. But there's this like certain level of weirdness to this movie that I really appreciated. Things like the uh, doctors, nurses all being like in weird mesh with like strapless gowns and stuff. Just like, weird decisions. Well, just fucking it, weird looking they stuff. Had, they had uh, you mesh know, face uh, masks. face masks to like prevent, you know, various things from spraying into their mouth. Which but they, they were of course mesh. did. Yeah. It didn't work. So it doesn't really work that I th- way. I think, Strange choices, but they could have paid off. Well, I think there was a lot of cool little like set and costume design decisions. For instance, uh, the logo the triangle doors. for the company was, was triangles. And all the doors had, you know, the same kind of theme. For a movie that's this low budget, it's yeah. weird that they would have sets. The, they gave a shit think about, about parts of this, for sure. But by the end of the movie, we were also like, wait, when did this person die and how? Like, we... Oh, it's complete nonsense. We didn't get the, the connective tissue that we needed. Like, there's love in weird places in this movie and just not in the parts that make a movie and matter. <laughs> it's, would you it's, say it's, it's, it's all weird. the wrong places? <laughs> love in all the wrong places? Yeah. It's definitely weird nonsense, but I think it is ultimately kind of what we wanted out yeah. of all three of these movies. Like... We wanted to see something that was just, you know, left left in the VHS era for a reason, but has some kind of like amusing elements or, mm-hmm. or merit mm-hmm. to it, which I think it does. I think there's there's enough here that's interesting going on that yeah. I, I didn't ever feel especially bored of all of them. I feel like this is the one that most deserves to be revived like this deserves to be pulled out of the VHS ghetto. Like I'd be curious to, to see what this which is, is, which is like really, really strange because um, <laughs> like this one. I think was we, we thought it might be the worst one. Yeah, I mean, we, we it, thought it at first. The cover wasn't great looking. It didn't like project anything. Also, that death you were warmed up into. means terrible nothing. title. Also known a as terrible death title. warmed over, which is not any better. That doesn't so. help. Both titles yeah. are trash. Yeah. They don't also, have anything to do with this. There's no microwave or anything. Also, I think this movie has some just good fist bump moments. Like if you're gonna yeah, be there watching was a these, ton of times we yes. were like, whoa. Yeah. If you're gonna be watching these schlocky movies with with quote unquote gore, like you need to have those shocking moments where. You you want to see someone's pimple explode or and then you get it. brain or something exactly yeah. and this movie has a yeah. lot of those moments where dude you, flies off a motorcycle <laughs> under rebar that's pretty cool that was fucking his cool. friend tries to pick him up but accidentally pushes him yeah. further onto it <laughs> some uh, good stuff yeah there's some I, I decent little comedic bits yeah I think it's funny it's it's a mess overall though I gotta say yeah all right I guess we'll go ahead and, and review it so uh, I'll start this off <clears throat> death warmed up was a pleasant surprise ish. Um, it's going to be hard not to, to speak in context with yep. the three of yes, these films. Yes. Um, it, it's going to be hard not to just sort of look at this as a marathon. And in doing that, I'm going to say Death Warmed Up is it, it, it's a light gem. I think that like if you're in a situation like this and, you know, you're, you're watching these uh, kind of left in the past films, I think this is a, a decent enough one to throw on and, and have some drinks and get together with friends and kind of like try to parse this movie out and, and figure out what's happening mm-hmm. and just enjoy some of the insane effects that happen every now and then it yeah it's all right it's an all right uh little shit ass b movie <laughs> uh dylan yeah put that on the box art it's an all right little shit ass b movie uh but man's not wrong like this is Definitely, and spoilers for the rest of the stuff that we're going to be talking about here, definitely top of the pops here. It is the most fun that I had watching any of these. And I think that's because there are bits of a good movie that shine through here. Mm -hmm. Overall, it's not really a good movie. It's a mess. It doesn't work on some really basic levels, but the parts where it shouldn't necessarily have had the kind of love it gets, it gets. 
Uh, it is comparable to something like Razorback, and I feel like any other week I would have given this a stinker like I did Razorback, but this does rise to the top if you're looking for specifically that like VHS aesthetic, like kind of, I don't know, artifact that gets left behind. Right, yeah. This is pretty good for that. Uh, so there's some there's some fun to be had here. It's not overly long. It doesn't super overstay its welcome. Uh, so it might be worth checking out. It is a light gem. It's not great, but it's it's still pretty no, fun. No, Blitzer. So I think I think I'm kind of you know with you guys. It's weird to try and say that you recommend a movie based on watching two other shitty movies in the same day. <laughs> it's happened before. We try face value, but face value sometimes means just what happened this week. Well, that's yeah. what's weird is that, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, but after you watch the week's worth of movies, it affects your yep. your perception of a movie. You're like, oh, it could be worse. I could be watching Microwave <laughs> Massacre, or mm-hmm. yeah. I could be watching, uh, you know... Student bodies uh, destined to be ingested. Gourmet Chef Corpo from God. Hell. You know, I could West. be watching way, way worse. And so... I'm counting my blessings, but even when I was watching this, you know, the very first movie of the day, I felt pretty good. There, there were some exciting moments, and we were all fist bumping, you know, during some crazy gore. And for the most part, we knew what was happening, and we could see what was going on, and we could understand the characters. So, like, the basic elements of having a movie, um, <laughs> most were, of them are there. Were there, and so I, I, I will admit that the movie had a great setup at the very beginning and lost it. I think they really kind of set themselves or shot themselves in the foot as they as they got into the middle part of the movie so weird the opening has nothing to do with the rest of the movie that's that, i realize that's a problem with these like these shitty b movies is that they have ideas for kills or something but they don't have a movie to go around yeah. it and so this one kind of suffers from the same thing they lost it a little bit some of their characters disappear we don't know what happens to them we don't know why we're doing certain things and they kind of tell us the plot in the middle of the movie to, to keep us going and so this movie is not perfect but i think it's fun enough that if you put this on with some friends and some popcorn, I think you're going to be, I think you'll be all right. It's yeah. it's, it's a gem. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was just like utterly spacing out and not paying attention to anything. Hey man, it happens. <laughs> and we've I, been and drinking. I, and we've been binging on snacks. I still I got am, a bottle here. I'm ripping shots from. Yep. Uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our second film. Our second film for the marathon was Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Dead Space was Love one that. that yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, not not based on the game has nothing to do with the game, unfortunately, because uh, that's that's a good game. But uh, Bluetster picked out Dead Space. Uh, do you want to tell us why you picked it, or and tell us the synopsis? Yeah, explain yourself. Well, I picked it because one, I love the game, and two, the cover is really funny. It's like green colored <laughs> and it has a little spaceman floating like next to a clip giant art planet. astronaut. <laughs> it looks terrible, but I thought it was kind of funny looking. And yeah. I'm sure the guy that was at the stand was like, oh, yeah, this movie is, you know, the best movie ever made, uh, you know, better than Halloween. He did recommend Trick or, Tr- or Trick or Treat to us, which that movie sucks. Did Trick or Treat is the one with the uh, quote unquote metal soundtrack. But to this day, really. I feel like I missed something that because fucking blows. I hear that movie yeah. recommended a it's lot. It's not good. A lot of people bring it up in, in, a, in a positive light. I'm like, did I see it? Did, did I see the wrong thing? Um, but anyway, Dead Space. Um Basically, we're following a team of researchers or kind of like scientists on a research vessel in space. And one of their specimens gets out and starts causing a ruckus. And I can't tell, even now, I can't tell if it was like an automatic distress signal or someone on the ship put out a signal for help. Lady sends it out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So someone put out a distress signal and a nearby, not quite bounty hunter, but kind of just a gun for hire uh, gets the signal on his ship as he's in the middle Ham of the salad dump. and Chewbacker. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, uh, Kevin Turkey Bacon, <laughs> budget budget Han Solo and Chewbacca, um, with his robot buddy. Anyway, so 
they're in the middle of a dogfight. They get this distress, distress signal and they say, hey, we should go help them out. You know, we're, we're really nice guys. We're really cool. They're going to love us <laughs> and they're going to pay us big fatty bucks. So they land on the distressed uh, space station and all the scientists are like, we don't need help. We're doing fine. We, you know, we don't need any help. Ten seconds later, a giant alien breaks out of someone's chest and they're like, oh, shit, we need you here. Uh, Han Cholo and, and Kevin Turkey Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Krager, whatever the Krager. fuck his name is. Kroger. Um, Chad so anyway, anyway, uh, alien, uh, this is budget alien where an alien breaks out of someone's chest and we need to find a way to kill it and also make sure Brian Cranston doesn't die because he's a gem. Yeah. Brian Cranston shows up in this movie. That was a it's pleasant funny surprise. I was, uh, shows up is the way you describe it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of trying to set up the whole marathon stream thing and I was scrolling through this movie and uh, I we saw what looked like, you know, someone looked like Brian Cranston. Really, that's weird. He looks just like Brian Cranston. And we heard him talk. Oh, weird. We were blown away. It's fucking Brian it's Cranston. It's fucking Brian Cranston, but 1991. I, I, I predicted that uh, Dylan would be the one to first uh, pin him. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. I was like, Brian, I will wish not. I could pin Brian Cranston if you know what Dude, I mean. Dude, I guess all the actors, what are you talking about? Voices, whatever. Uh, a lot of times, I don't know, a lot of times you don't remember actors, directors. A lot of times you're fucking moron, is uh, what he's saying. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, Dead Space is, is a weird one. I think in some ways it's the most competent. Oh, um, uh, hands down, it's the most competent movie here. I, I don't know. I think I don't know that that is a great service to it, it though. It, it, it feels very straight to VHS, which is not inherently a problem. It reminded me a lot of the one we, the one that we watched for the last Goodwill episode, the uh, the Terminatory looking thing. What was that called? Oh, Virus. Virus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that where they're it on had the like ship? Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, didn't it? Yep. Something like that. And one of the bald ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me a bit of that and uh, a bit of uh, Black Hole, the Disney film we watched. Yeah, right? and it, it, it reminds us Black of that because Black Hole's dull as fuck, and so is this yeah. movie. Uh, we, we 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 forgot to mention uh, Tin Pan, who is uh, the MVP. Basically, the the robot version of Chewbacca to our Han Solo and and what I will say is that there are parts of this movie that are kind of shooting above their their pay grade like uh, there's some funny moments uh, uh, helmet looks really cool like it's a good sci-fi design for on a budget a lot of the sets look pretty good uh, for this you know type of budget and and Tin Pan like has some good comedic moments early on like the banter between uh, Ham Salad and Chewbacca uh, (laughs) was was pretty good like we were genuinely laughing at a couple of moments here yeah there was one that was there was one good one where he was like uh they were trying to figure out how to get their lasers working again or something he's like do you have any ideas and they just kind of cut to tin pan he just sits there and eventually just goes nope <laughs> and they just cut away <laughs> Which and is it really was funny that was really a good, really good, good timing yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that the that the han solo and chewbacca s characters were stronger when they were by themselves yes, absolutely yeah. It, yeah. it's weird because they were kind of the grungiest of the crew but for some reason when they were just hanging out solo they were much funnier and like punchier and as soon as the scientists show up, I feel like there's this problem where we don't know who to focus <laughs> on or, or, or who, who makes the jokes. Also, uh, they were so alien and, and not in a good way. You know, yes. these are supposed to be just like people working on this ship and they're they feel brainwashed. They're weird. They're they're super, well, everything super is weird. weird. It's not uh, their fault. Other than Brian Cranston, Brian who Cranston's is way good. too fucking good for this yeah, movie. Yeah, like you can tell true. even here, 1991, Brian He's Cranston, got potential pre Seinfeld. He is like. He's given his all to a movie that does not deserve his all. Uh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, one of the problems is that, like, there's there's just so many weird moments where we're kind of seeing the scientists in their day-to-day. Like, for instance, we're in the middle of a stressful situation, and, and one of the scientists says, hey, we should all take a nap. 
That's and so recover. Weird. And I'm like, okay, so that's kind of weird. It's, but it's that's a chance fine. for the, for uh, the main scientist woman to have a sex dream about Krieger. Right. Also, for us to see their uh, regulation yes. uh, their pajamas, pajamas yes. which are just leotards, yeah. like I, like shiny blue leotards. But only the girls, only for the ladies. We yeah. want to see the girl bods, but not the guys' it, hands. Exactly. We were talking about how difficult it would be to take a shit in those, <laughs> and we never really get to see that. But we do get to see it like lovingly removed in the sex dream, uh, and yeah. and we also get to see uh, our our dude who is on the ship for god knows what fucking reason for what job polka dot shirt we, yeah wearing a weird like riddler jacket like yeah, he looks fucking yeah. ridiculous man you were saying he looks like ramsey bolton like yeah he does he's yeah. a he's a strange dude we don't know what anybody's purpose here is or what precisely they're doing except when uh brian cranston uh, kind of uh, describes Bri- that they've got a mutant virus yeah brian brian cranston and his his partner uh scientist lady yep. are are both you know, you can, you can tell what their their point is in this film, but everybody else is just kind of they're just fodder. They are, I would say, they're fodder, but they don't really get killed. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. One it's does, a problem. They're not used well, but they are supposed to be like the the meat juice. Nobody the fodder. Nobody's really used well. I will say to start with, like the first time that we see this alien erupt is pretty cool. Like uh, they do the. This isn't doing anything new. This is absolutely alien where you yeah. see this it even thing. references even alien on, on the, the back of the box. It yeah, a hundred percent. But like that, that moment where it pops out, we are like, whoa, this is a pretty cool effect. Like this actually looks pretty good. Some of the rest of the stuff looks pretty good. But really from that moment on, this movie just gets dull as shit. There's nothing yeah. happening. I think it's because they, they don't know where, like where to take it or what to they do. They go take a nap. <laughs> so they literally take a nap. But then, but then after that, the movie, it doesn't know what to do. So we, we land on a random planet that we haven't established we fight oh, a God, creature yeah. there then the creature comes back turns into a hydralisk and, and starts and, which is waving around cool. in one room like uh, so there's i have one they're, they're basically padding when to show the creature and when yeah. not to i have one big problem with uh all the stuff with the creature um every single encounter that they have with it somebody pulls out a gun and we see them <laughs> either awkwardly shoot it off screen or or they show the alien and he's getting there's never a gun and an alien in the, in the same, same frame. Shot. We don't even see the muzzle flash the in a while. Yeah. And, and this this is this is the problem with it is that like they shoot him and then he blasts either A into a window or B into a wall. Literally every single yep. encounter, every single one. Yeah. Uh, no exaggeration here ends with the alien being blasted off into a off wall. Screen. They can't afford to show it moving. They it, do show they it moving though. It, they show it flying through the air. They don't show the little ones moving. Weirdly though, they have a great fucking uh, animatronic hydralisk. It looks like, like a fucking dragon. When yeah. it gets big, like it looks like a, a dragon that you might see at like a, a high end haunted house or something. But it looks really good. They just shoot it fucking terribly. What kind like, of haunted yeah. houses they, are you going they to? With this out, shit. Well, he, they, he's like covered in like shitty Cobwebs. looking spider webs. Like he looks yeah. like he's in a haunted house. It's yeah. which is dumb because it's good looking like it yeah. looks reasonably good for this it's this fine. type of budget yeah, yeah. and like they, they could use it well except that they're also like training all the actors to just like pull its arms into them and like throw themselves against the wall so it really throws away any goodwill that you get from a good effect when you don't use it well it's just frustrating well that's the thing is they they, they, they stole things from alien but not how to use the creature like don't show it if you don't feel good about showing it. Well, that's what's weird is that it looks great, but I don't think they use it in any capacity. Yeah. They just show it flopping around and you're like, oh, that's cute. I, I think but... they just probably didn't know how to give it any weight. You know what I mean? Because mm. the scenes where they're showing it sort of attacking people. It's, it's standing it's, in one place. Well, it's clear that they're sort of grabbing the tentacles and pulling them onto themselves. It's it's very it's very awkward looking. Um, and, and I feel bad because of that, because like the, their effects were great, but they didn't. They don't know like what to do with the movie itself. It, yeah, it reminded me of of just it just doesn't feel like this this uh the script is really fleshed out at all. Like they just 
kind of got the instruction of, hey, wander around. You remember that part in Alien where they're all wandering around the ship? Well, that's because that's building tension. That's doing something here. They're just like, I guess we got to go take a nap. That's our next step. Like, <laughs> Also, the, the ship in Alien looks phenomenal. Yeah, it does, yeah. And and this is another weird thing is that eventually they kind of land on a planet. I don't know I when guess. or how that happens. They just are suddenly there. But I also, you know, t- again, Tin Pan and Krieger, the, the fact that we can even remember their fucking names is testament that they're worth to something. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I can't tell you another fucking anybody's name love in any, interest any lady scientist lady well in any of the movies at all springy earrings lady yeah uh, oh yeah we just know them the game by uh, uh the whatever weird clothes they're wearing but the thing about these two is that like i was saying this i, I, I would be totally fine with like a adventures of tin pan and yep. krieger and mm-hmm. you know we just see them go from planet to planet kind of maybe they kill thing. a couple of these aliens maybe yeah. they don't like spend too much time with them like if it were fast-paced and fun, if it leaned into the strengths yeah, that they actually had, yeah. even if it was like low budget, like we expect something like, you know, a Flash Gordon or something isn't going to look great, but it's going to look cheesy enough that we enjoy it. Here it's like, let's do that cheesy enough that we enjoy it thing, but also string it along with like some absolutely joyless alien knockoff. Like it's just people yeah, walking around. This this is ultimately, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give my review. Go for uh, it. Ultimately, I think the word joyless uh, really describes this because I think on a technical level, this is probably better than, uh, in a lot of ways, than something like Death Warmed Up. But, you know, Death Warmed Up had a couple moments to it. You know, it had it had this weirdness. It had this charm to it. And uh, Dead Space is just mostly boring. It, it is primarily a boring film with a couple standout moments. But they're so few and far between that I, I don't know that I could ever really recommend this for anything it kind of took the wind out of our sails. I, I think we all thought this was going to be maybe the best yeah, one. It had the potential to be good. It had the potential to be good. And, you know, I don't know. It, it's it, it's just not. It's just not. It's not enjoyable as a, a, a B movie. It's not enjoyable as a so bad it's good. I can't see myself ever recommending this to anybody ever. So Dead Space is a stinky old stinker. What do you think, Felitzer? Yeah, so you know, as usual, like I like to really bring the group down when I give recommendations. So I'm just you know delivering on my promise. And this one, I think, for me, when it started, I I had very high hopes. I think that the beginning is very strong. You know, we have an alien setup. We're in space loosely, but we've never seen Star Wars knockoff. We've never seen the space. Yeah, and they're trying to rip off Star Wars. Star Wars vibes. Yeah. And so I I was so excited to see them just ham up and fuck up Star Wars and Alien. And just make a you know a mockery of both franchises, and I was so excited for it because, to me, that would be hilarious. But the problem is, is that they actually stopped doing that and just completely went off the rails and started just having nonsense, like just scenes of just complete darkness and fog, and conversations with people that we don't know the names of, and random people dying off screen, and all of a sudden we're on a planet. And eventually, this movie got extremely boring and to the point where I don't remember most of what the last probably third of this movie was yeah Brian Cranston's blood into the alien that happened okay. yeah right. oh yeah I forgot about that and that's the thing is that when we talk about the strengths of this movie you know like Brian Cranston for instance or this Han Solo-esque character these people don't get a lot of time to shine or do anything exciting and it's instead, super weird yeah instead we're looking at weird dumb people that haven't worked <laughs> in a movie in 40 years and <laughs> weird we're, we're, and, and we're hoping that they're gonna make a good movie so I think that they they had they they had the the bones here, but we didn't 
we didn't flush out the boner, and so we just have a, a little okay. flush out the boner. Yeah. Cut you off. Yeah. There. It's a stinklet. All right, Dylan, what do you think, man? Yeah, there's not really much to recommend here, and it's a bummer because it starts out kind of fun. Uh, it starts out a yeah. little goofy. We were having yeah. fun with the movie at first. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we had to make our own fun by just saying Chapa Chawas a Bulba over and over <laughs> to each other. There's just nothing later on in the movie. It's just dull. It's people walking down corridors. It's really ill shot, like special effects. Uh, it's it's fine for what it is. It's just dull. And that's the problem. Like, I can't recommend this because you're just going to be bored watching it. Uh, and so I, I couldn't possibly do that to you. There's nothing in here uh, like a death warmed up where you're just like, wow, this is fucking weird. Uh, it's just, you know what kind of movie this is as soon as you start it. And it's mm-hmm. boring. It's not very good. So it's a light stinker. There you go. Yeah. So Dead Space was a, a bit of a letdown, I think, for everybody here. But uh, we still do have one film, uh, the one with easily the most interesting cover art. Mm, yep. That's why I chose it. Yeah, it's going to save us. Yeah, and uh, so I think we all had some hopes that this would, would save us, would revive us, uh, at least in some absurd, stinky way. I'm going to piss really bad. I'm so sorry. Yep. So our next movie is uh, Death... Nope. Fuck. Jesus. <laughs> sorry. Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell. Uh, G-O-R-E... Dash M-E-T. Are you sure it's not Zombie Chief from Hell? No, uh, he is not. He is a chef. Uh, he cooks. Is he the Master Chief? That's what uh, he's calling himself. I wish this was Halo. This is not, though. Uh, Please I did save pick me this Halo. One. <laughs> I picked this one uh, specifically because of the ridiculousness of its title, and additionally, the ridiculous also, cover that man. has. Also, I'm a bad man. You're a and fucking bad man. Also, I, I sincerely and truly apologize to both of my yeah, boys here. Okay. I'm super fucking sorry right. for putting you through this. Well, don't I, spoil our review. I just here. hope I just hope that yeah don't call it my review dick um, yeah it's a gem <laughs> you give me a shitty movie and you call it my review but I hope that if anybody watched this you can see what happens during this kind of movie when when you're watching it live oh yeah this this live cast is a really good example of of usually what we go through in a week but distilled into you know, four hours here <laughs> oh, yeah, one yeah, day. One day. we did all of them uh, we got drunker and drunker as we went we got fuller and fuller as we went I more and more wanted to be at Manton's leather daddy next door neighbor pool party uh, but uh, had to watch these with my boys and <laughs> they sounded like they were having an amazing like having time great They're still time. partying out just there. a bunch of buff boys out in that pool hey uh, guys I'm gonna bring over a couple ounces of Heaven Hill can I come to the party <laughs> so we we thought about doing it but uh, but no unfortunately we had to watch Gorman zombie chef from hell uh, by the inimitable Don Swan Uh, this is the only movie he ever directed and perhaps with very good reason gourmet zombie chef from hell involves uh, a uh, 600 years ago a man named Goza uh, being be he man or be he demon who knows being cast out of his order uh, the the cool order or whatever I don't know what they call the brotherhood of brotherhood of the order of the tiny ones brotherhood of tiny ones they uh are casting him out and saying instead of casting you out with through death we are going to give you eternal life except to maintain that eternal life you also must feast on the flesh of people yeah we got you <laughs> flash forward 600 years to goza uh deli owner who lives on a beach uh and has a really really shitty bar where he <laughs> serves people to people and that's about all the plot you're gonna get that's uh, gourmet zombie right. from hell. And, and and this is the thing, right? Is in in some ways this has been done before. Um, the the idea that you know you go to this restaurant and you're being served people, but in most of these movies, what's smart about it and and what makes you know way more sense is to have 
these meals be so People delicious. Love the meat, mm-hmm. and then and they find out, and then they're horrified. Right. But in this, it's get a Motel it's, Hell or a Diner of Blood every or, or a Hannibal, Hannibal yeah, or every, a, yep. a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Like. Every single fucking person that goes to this diner. It finds like hair in their food, thinks the, it's disgusting, it's terrible. It's like, well, how how does this place stay in fucking business? Sucks. How does it that, stay open? That is one of the key problems with this movie is the fact that Goza is six hundred years old and has somehow landed on the aesthetic of jeans and a Hawaiian shirt, which I get it. <laughs> I wear that sometimes. But also Coming like you wore that Hawaiian last shirt, night. Yeah, yeah, I think, looks yeah. like a, a, a piece of shit and lives on yeah. a shitty beach yeah. and hires dumb people to eat people. It is unbelievable. Well, it, it's the movie's fault because Eventually, you kind of get bored of seeing these washed out Dude, dark shots get <laughs> of this single restaurant that they're in that they probably borrowed from their friend who owns the place. But you start to wonder, this guy's been around for 600 plus years. He should be a fucking this is a player. He should be able to know how to play humans. He should know about it. He does. This is the of. best no, he can he manage. Doesn't. He should be able to know how to make anything like a basic. Also, he anything. should be able to afford a fucking car instead of biking through the park. Like he should be able to buy a on. nicer shirt. Like you start to wonder, how does someone be on this? You know, how can someone be on this earth for six hundred goddamn years and not accomplish anything and not be good at anything and work at a shitty diet? I've bar. accomplished more in thirty years than this guy did in six hundred, oh. and I haven't accomplished shit. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so Goza. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 else do we say? Like Goza has a buddy named Blozor. Uh, <laughs> he has Blozor and Lodzor. There's Lodzor. There's oh, Azog. There's tonight. They've got a, a, a just a whole set crew. And uh, Blozor, Blozor is like his bartender. Blozor is his bartender. Blozor is also we assume like 600 years old. But Blozor talks like this. He's like, boss, do you want me to go out and get a fresh virgin for us? He's, he's <laughs> I'm like, how did you sell on this accent during during, during the credits? Uh, it's like. Thanks for Smokey's old uh, bar house for letting us film there. Oh, We're like, yeah. oh, you this guy clearly just worked, worked there. At Smokey's you you old can bar tell that the, the entire they said, they said <laughs> oh, try boy. the slimy slider on the credits. You yeah. can tell this entire movie takes place in one like bar location. This is yeah. one of the lowest budget things we've ever seen. I don't know what the actual budget budget is, but it absolutely feels like it. It, it feels one like it feels job. like the guys that made things like got like managed to leave their house and film somewhere <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what this feels it, like uh, it feels like uh we we watched i guess was it the past year the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and just decided to become mixed up zombies or whatever that movie's definitely worse the movie's way worse it's a it's a cesspit but like this one has the same thing where it's just like let's just shoot something because the camera's rolling yeah there's a whole lot of shit here that it just absolutely does not need to be in a movie there is a scene where we watch him make an entire bloody mary from scratch and oh. just like watch him scoop shit out of a bucket and like put things in there not that it matters. It's not no, like the Bloody Mary has blood or have people, people in it. In it no. He just makes a Bloody Mary, and yeah. we watch the whole yeah, thing. We do. My yeah. favorite. My favorite one of those scenes is when we meet a like. We see this girl sitting in the corner, and oh, she just Jesus keeps. Christ. She keeps deflecting every random guy. Fuck huh, off, asshole! Every every random guy that walks up to her, she's like, "Fuck you, asshole!" And you know, the next guy walks up, and then finally one guy walks up. He's like, "Hey, uh, I, I'm a jazz musician at this bar," and she's like, "Oh, that's actually interesting. Don't fuck off." And he's like, "Yeah, I play, you know, the saxophone for all the bars on this beach." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. That's really neat." And then we see him working with this band, and there's he another. He doesn't play the saxophone. There's another fucking guy. Another man saxophone. plays the saxophone. And I, Dylan, I felt like I was cheated. I'm like, <laughs> pick up the fucking saxophone. Here's the dude. thing: if you're making that movie, <laughs> just write the line so that he says, "I'm a singer in a jazz band," and you fixed everything. That's it's like, not fucking hard. That's like the line where he's like, "Can you bring me the blonde?" And oh there's a random God. woman. It's a brunette. He brings the brunette. And then the guy's like, "Yo, where's my fiance? She's blonde." Oh my God. Yeah, the stuff with the guy looking for his uh, fiance is pretty. Pretty absurd. 
Where the lady the, teleports behind him, nothing personal, kid. Kills him. <laughs> there, there's a lot of people. And we were joking that they're not teleporting. And that's the thing too is that that's never addressed. Nope. Really, I guess she's working it's just for bad him, camera work, dude. <laughs> Uh, there's also a really my favorite this scene movie, in, the, in, in in the film. I think is uh, there's a weird like fourth wall breaking thing. Oh, oh boy. yeah, what? where yes. where he he like tells us like really it's not that weird that weird that I eat humans and he says uh, I wrote down part of it. I hold. like hot dogs. I like fun. <laughs> I want to I wish he said hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. That's got to be a slogan for Burger King. He's basically something. he's basically going on. He's like, you guys eat humans. I just eat people. What's the big What's the big deal? And it's it comes across as this like weird art house. It's thing. Like that's not the message. There is no message. To there's this no, movie. no it's there's the no one message. time he breaks the fourth wall yeah. like that. Except at the beginning when he says, "I am Goza," like and 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 says, "I've been talking around to for the two, camera, 600 yeah. years." They got, though, like the least charismatic, grossest looking dude to be a part of this. And it really comes to a head in the scene where he's, you know, lured these prostitutes over. We're guessing. Oh, and like boy. Gives them each a joint. Even I don't are. know if they are. I don't, I don't care. know what they are. And they just dance around for like five fucking minutes the to the scene, same god awful song. The but he is scene so of him dancing is his dancing top tier is so bad. That's the most inexcusable thing. This dude's been he's been practicing dancing for 600, 600 years, years and he fucking sucks. <laughs> Not only that, but also like they've got their their titties flopping out and they're just like waving around the camera they keep trying to touch him he's like no 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 that's the thing he's like, ah, no I just want to eat you that's actually. not a thing it's not like he you know they established that he's like uh, awkward around women or yeah, anything like it's fuck? just a scene where the actor's like maybe high as hell and trying to hide his boner it's just and that's weird. the thing is that you're watching this movie and you're thinking oh okay what is this scene trying to tell me the only thing it tells me is that this <laughs> guy is awkward around women. women. I think they just want to have tits in their movie. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Here, here's the thing about this, too, is that, like, I think on paper a lot of this kind of works. I think this idea that there's this, like... Is this doo-doo paper? Sort of, what kind of paper does this work on? There's this, like, demon guy, and he wears a Hawaiian shirt, an and he runs a diner. Yeah, and this, this could like, work. And, and this is the other thing, too, is that, like, we don't really have a main character to nope. speak of. It, no. It's we kind of Goza. He's not really Torgo sympathetic. Who lives outside. We, we do. We have <laughs> oh, this, this, this bum who I guess is also part of the Brotherhood that... Uh, Looks like Manos Hands of Fate's Torgo. Yeah. And he... I, I don't know why he's immortal because... I, he, he got his hand eaten. Well, whatever. Anyways, the point is, he stands out there. He's like, you don't want to go go in there because he's, there's an evil being living in there. <laughs> and I everyone's think, like, dude, fuck off. You're but you're also drunk. they go in there and the food's terrible. Like, how does anybody keep coming back? To this? What, what he should is, be what he should be doing is he's he's got the wrong idea. He should be saying like. Hey, listen, the food in there is terrible. I don't go in there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, thank you for thank the tip. But he's yeah. had, again, he's had 600 years to perfect this. And he comes up with, the devil himself lives in there. This like, movie like working. actively makes you question why anything is happening. How does this business stay open? And, you know, how do all these people come in here and, and eat this food? And why is there a huge party? But my favorite scene in the entire movie is... We we do a close up of a shot or of a, of a sign that says "Looking for short cooks wanted" or something. Oh my god! And oh my short god. Short cooks. A very yeah. short man oh. walks up. He's like, oh, "I'm gonna get the job." He goes into the bar and says, "I'm here for the job." Well, right Just before that, flexes oh, on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he he walks in and the and the uh, uh, Baldor or whatever the fuck his name Blow, is Blowzor. Blowzor. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, let me go get God." And he goes back and he he talks to uh, Ginzo or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Gonzo, uh, Blump, uh, Blumpkin, yeah. And anyway, while while the short cook is waiting for his interview, 
He fucking starts smoking a giant cigar and just pouring straight liquor into straight it out of their liquor off of their bar into a glass, and he's just sitting With his on the bar. Ass on the bar. This guy is so fucking alpha. I'm like, <laughs> he's just dominating. Pay him double this, what he's asking. It's one of the coolest job interviews I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he he first walks in and he's like, "Hey, I'm here for the job interview." The guy's like, "Huh?" And he's like. Are you a, are you a fucking idiot? I'm here for the goddamn job interview, and then the guy's like, "Oh, okay, okay." Um, oh wow, we, you're alpha. We made a joke. It was it was it was weird because they showed the you know uh, short order cook one, and we're like, "Oh, there's a short guy about to walk up," and then that's sure exactly what he's happened. literally the bottom of the frame. All you can yeah. see like yep. is his head. Yeah, it's about that obvious. And that and that's the thing, that's, right? That is doesn't it lead like, anywhere. Is he gets, it that, that he just could, gets carted off screen? We we created that joke while watching it, but for some reason the, the movie itself didn't actually that presented wasn't really as a the joke. joke yeah it was a joke but it kind of wasn't too i don't know i'm yeah. not sure and then he teleported away yeah yeah this uh, movie has a lot of awkward editing where you're you're seeing someone and then all of a sudden they're in a different location the, the key of this movie is secondhand embarrassment like i was just Ooh. fucking embarrassed for everybody in this there was thing. a was there was a the, very the scene in the park my yeah. god there is a, a a scene of course like they film all of in real time goes up biking to the park <laughs> with fucking just the droning dumb music going in the background <laughs> this is granted like a 50 something year old man on meet, a bicycle meet, meet the brotherhood of darkness in the, going the local the park of darkness. Oh my god! And he finally bikes, bikes up, and he just like puts his bike aside. I was like, first off, we didn't need to see that. He could just be in the park, no problem. Or he could have had a car. We could have gotten past all any that. number of things. Could have happened. any number well, of we, things. We could have seen the last moment where he's on his bike, no doubt. But uh, the the other guy uh, who I think is like Azog or Blobzor or Crumb Crum Dip matter. or whatever is like Cronin Blip. He comes on and <laughs> is like telling him they're just spouting some shit back and forth. But then it devolves into one of the things. That like if you were to see this in the park uh, out of the corner of your eye you would You'd walk around and turn and walk the other way they just start doing like a forced choke two positioning dads them. Two pretending dads, to yeah. force, force choke each, choke other, each yeah. other against a bridge I also it's, it's embarrassing I, I just want to highlight that these two bearded weird ugly dudes that are both balding are arguing in the middle of a park about like weird demons from 600 years ago like you shouldn't have put me into the brotherhood I wanted to be all this and you're looking uh. at shitty hand cam like VHS footage with a 50 year old uh, man with a mongoose uh, mountain bike in the background and like <laughs> they never take it out of the background yeah I know it's just in the background it's so embarrassing these grown ass men are arguing this insane dialogue which I think the dialogue on its own could be fine in a more serious setting but you're just yeah, watching these two yeah. ugly half bearded guys just yelling some fucking nonsense in the middle of a park with a bike in the background and they start force choking each other and you're just like I can't take this seriously you know and, and and before this, this to set it up they had these two like shrouded in mystery old guys with top hats on and they were talking in hoodies and they, and they were like talking on a bench like we need to take care of Gonzo oh, yeah, so we God. can secure the brotherhood for the next millennia. arguably one of the most important scenes in the movie plot wise and yet it is shot in a dark corner of a of park. like a park like it's not lit it's not mic'd it's just like what the fuck are you doing it's, it might as well just be like silent film yeah I wish this thing had been silent uh, I, if we want to if we want to secure the brotherhood trog door needs to die in the next 45 <laughs> millennia and and we must light the candle of of doom uh, and all this bullshit we, we did have uh one cool little moment where we ate food yeah we did we had we had chinese for dinner it was really good it was good uh yum, yum, but we also you. uh there was a moment where one of the characters uh sits down on a chair facing away from the camera oh Lord. wearing a weird wig and brand was like 
what's up with this weird angle he found out why because he just gets his head punched his off. head gets punched off <laughs> and then blowzor drinks from his neck like a water fountain yeah that sounds cool granted it was cool but i don't even know if it was because the moments when actual gore happens are so piss poor in this movie and so like few and far between that it just doesn't matter. Like we we get a moment which is handily mentioned on the IMDb as the only goof in the movie, believe it or not, the only goof, which says the same shot of Goza preparing to saw off a nude girl's butt cheeks is shown twice. <laughs> which we get a moment of him trying to saw off a nude girl's butt cheeks, but he just touches the saw lightly to her skin, and there's a little line of blood, and that's it. That's all you get. Well, we had a, we had another moment where there was like a a thing where. It- scenes were repeating there was like a weird oh, like God, nightmare yeah. sort of thing i don't know i, don't know. I have no I fucking know. clue what that was but there was one other really good thing about this which is that we thought it was an hour and a half long, oh, yeah. and it was only an hour <laughs> and 10 minutes long Thank God. Thank God. so it's a gem nope no it's not nope. dylan tell us what you think i'm really fucking sorry about this uh you should be you should be ashamed of yourself usually some of the worst stuff that we watch tends to get on the cast either by like Ten- group decision or blue brandon star. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will fully claim this one. This is absolutely one of the worst things we've ever seen for this cast. Yes. Uh, and I apologize wholeheartedly uh, to you guys. I cannot ever recommend this to anybody. Uh, <laughs> even if you are into this sort of like low level things bullshit, yeah, this is yeah. still like just not enjoyable. It it's is, not it's not as baffling as something like things. It's straightforward. It just has nothing to say or do and should not exist under any circumstances. It's the one movie anybody in it was associated with. And there's good fucking reason for that. It deserves to be uh, lost on uh, VHS uh, and buried in a dumpster. It fucking sucks. It's the worst. Uh, it's a strong stinker. Uh, Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell sucks ass. All right, Blutzer, what do you think? Yeah, this movie was a career destroyer, and it was a marathon <laughs> ruiner. Um, Good thing we watched it last. This was absolutely yeah. like the the thing that snuffed out the candle in this whole marathon, <laughs> and it absolutely destroyed me. And I, I'm realizing that every week we need to have one of these where you start to question what the hell you're doing with your life. Keeps I'm, us honest. I'm just sitting inside on a beautiful Sunday afternoon with my boys. We could be doing anything enjoyable, you know, could like be with those leather dads in a pool. We could be swimming. We could be on the front porch having a nice conversation. We could just be sitting quietly, not doing anything. And it'd all be, <laughs> it'd be so amazing to do any of yeah. these other things. Yeah. And yet I'm suffering through this absolute pile of, you know, just suck. Like a, suck. it's like a suck yep. pile of bullshit. I don't, I don't know what to describe this as. <laughs> This movie looks putrid. It looks like it's so bad. Looking, it looks yeah. like a greasy pizza <laughs> scanned on that, like that sounds a dot good. jet printer somehow. Like okay. I can't describe how this movie looks. It looks like absolute toilet water. And I imagine like it's weird how you look at this movie and you smell the smell. Oh, absolutely. Of the set. Yeah. It smells like a wet bus seat. This, this looks just, like, like something drool. that was on Bar Rescue. <laughs> Please, Gordon Ramsay, say us, save us! This is kitchen nightmares. You have this, uh, you have this clear setup, and the box even says gourmet meals. You know the chef is going to be so good, and every single person <laughs> in this not. restaurant is disgusted. And you're just That's thinking the key concept from the title. Exactly, and you're constantly thinking, how is this restaurant even afloat? Like this isn't a Hannibal where he's serving you gourmet meals, and you're just like, oh wow, I can't believe this isn't you know pork. This is actual human meat. <laughs> And this movie is none of those things. And it, it makes me so sad to realize that just grown ass 40 year old men took all the money from their families That's and all crazy. of their life savings 
and maxed out their credit cards and took loans to make this fucking putrid pile well, of shit. As soon as this started, we actually mentioned Coven and how it yeah. looked better than this. So from American movie, yeah. yeah. That's Which the thing we still Co- really want to see because there's heart behind that. We got to see and like, there's artistry. Yeah, like, the movie looks good. They meant to make a good movie. Nobody fucking meant to make this a good movie. I, I don't even know. How, did well, they even mean to make this? Like, how did this even excrete from the end of a camera? Like, totally I, unintentional. It, it, it does, <laughs> guys. It could have been saved in editing. You know, just a better editor. It does saved feel it. like somebody's. It, it, you know, somebody's idea for this film was like, I hear those VHS films make can make some money. Then their video discs, they're yeah. all so much money. So and, it, it's a gem from you, Brandon. Um, this movie sucks. <laughs> Suck starts a pistol. It's an absolute <laughs> stinker. All right. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. This movie sucks. Uh, I, I could not recommend this on really any kind of level whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, so. it's a bottle rip right there. It's yep. a, it's, it's, a it it's a stinker and a bottle rip. It's a stinker, and uh, if you happen to have any six-year-old Heaven Hill bourbon, you should be ripping it now. Yep. Uh, so that was the marathon VHSPS episode two hundred. Happy two hundred! Hey, 200. we did it. Yay. I, I will say, I, I still want to like dig up some more VHSPS stuff. Like, I still love. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This Overall, sort of shit. We just I liked... we, we got some bad picks. You know, that's the thing about these marathons is that I enjoy them in 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 retrospect. For sure, I, for sure. I it is kind of tough when we're watching something really stinky, but I think even now I'm like, oh, this was a fun. This yeah. is a fun time. I love and, getting drunk with my boys and watching yeah, movies. Yeah, and if we can make that happen, that's great. Yep. I loved great. also watching Megan Side Eye You All Night Devin Dylan like <laughs> God damn this ass! Hey, listen, she could have left, and she finally realized that <laughs> well, midway it, it through. Wasn't, she it was. wasn't. She wasn't. She didn't even realize it because I think it's one of you said, "You know, you don't have to watch these." And she looks up and she goes, "Oh, that's true. I don't have to." And <laughs> well, she I said, just like, left. I said, "Kelsey's smart. She left early." And then she's like, "Wait, I can leave. <laughs> Wait, I don't have to watch this." You have bullshit. agency, Megan. I love you. You don't have to do this. I, t- I tell that to Kelsey every week. I'm like, "Why do you watch Dude, this garbage?" They support us. They're too good for us. uh, Yeah. Speaking of too good for us, we have a game tonight. That is too good for us. Submitted by listener. Uh, Oh, oh, Mr. Pablo Diablo. I wish you could have watched the stream, Daddy. I I think we might just do half this game this week and half next week because it's kind of long. But we'll we'll see. It's a multi-part game. So Pablo says, "Filthy man, boys." (laughs) In honor of Accurate. the uh, the impending 200th episode, well, it's no longer impending. It's it pending, is, it and is, then it is now. It it's is here. In, uh, whatever. I'm submitting, a, I'm submitting a game for your, in parentheses, displeasure. Yeah. In this challenge, I'm providing a summary for an imag- imaginary movie whose plot is actually the combination of two other films. Ooh. Here's an example. Summary. This movie's brought to you by George Lucas and John Hughes. In this film, Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi team up with the lovable old curmudgeon Mr. Wilson to learn how a young boy is using the powers of his mischief. Phantom Dennis the Menace. Yep, you yeah! got it. Damn. It's, it's actually, answer is uh, Dennis the Phantom Menace. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, Damn that's good. That's All good. right, so here's here's the second, uh, uh, I guess God, you could say. You are too good for us. Yeah, true. Wow. This, 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 this I'm realizing, man, example. I just, just want to say that every time a listener sends us an email or a game, they're so much smarter and better than us. It's absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. We're trash. Well, here's the thing, though, too, is like, you know, they, they're submitting what we've done. I'm like, I'm on 200 games yeah so a lot i mean you can't expect us to keep up the quality can you say that we're gamers you could say that but fuck yeah gamer i'm a gamer all right kevin costner portrays an iowa farmer 
who's trying to use the medium of baseball to mend a troubled relationship with his <laughs> with his father, a man who is moving away from New York City to Japan. On the night of the father's going away party, a friend captures a chaotic turn of events on his handheld camera. The movie follows our characters as they traverse Manhattan, build a baseball diamond in, in a cornfield, and dodge monsters both uh, huge and small. Cloverfield of Dreams. Damn it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was Cloverfield, and I couldn't remember what that stupid movie is, but uh, the quote is, if you build it, they will come. Right? I yeah. will come. Clo- Cloverfield and Field of Dreams. God, that's good. Field of Creams, come on. All right, so. Uh, I will come. From this point on, it's the actual game. So, puzzle. Yeah, on that point, didn't come. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. Puzzle number one. Bruce Willis bounces back and forth as the love interest caught between two women who are constantly doing anything they can to retain their youth. The two women, played by Tony Collette and Meryl Streep, will go to any lengths to preserve their appearance, doing so far as dousing their children with gasoline in a ritualistic sacrifice. Death becomes hereditary. Yep. Damn. That was yeah. really good. What was the name of that movie, Meryl Streep movie? Uh, Death Becomes Her? Death, Death Becomes, becomes Her. Yeah. Her. The movie's uh, fun. Yep. By the end of this movie, audiences are unsure if Bruce Willis has actually witnessed several brutal deaths or has <laughs> hallucinated all of the seemingly jumping to what might be his death from the family treehouse. Nice. All right. Puzzle two. Donnie Kohler is a demented man with an obsession for fire and human combustion. Tight. In this film, we observe him luring six women into his home where he burns multiple women in a curious ode to his deceased mother. Oh. Hijinks ensue when a group of young, six young Japanese girls visit the Kohler house for a vacation. Floating heads, creepy cats. Don't go in the house, too? Yeah, 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 that's good. You got it. Yep. That was a good God, one. Don't go in the house. is so fucking good. That movie Plus, is great. We watched it recently for an outdoor marathon last year, and it was it was still tight. Did you mean to say Hausu is so fucking Both good? Both of them are so fucking good. Hausu yeah, sucks. Don't you're, wrong. you're wrong about that. You're, 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 wrong you're about honestly that. wrong. One day we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll... We'll teach you. Yeah. In this comedic ode to the, the universal classic monsters, Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, <laughs> inherit, inherits his, his family castle and plans to travel there with his fiance. The jokes hit the fan as his googly-eyed assistant accidentally murders the fiance with an automated lawnmower. The fiance is stitched to the back together and participates in a zany musical number before she wanders the streets of Transylvania, asking local villagers if they want a date. Young Frankenhooker. Yep, you got yeah. it. Oh, I thought it was dead alive. Young, young Frankenstein so for a second there. Young yeah. Frankenstein and Frankenhooker. Nice. Is there a lawnmower in Frankenhooker? Yeah, that's how she dies. Fuck. She gets run over by an automatic lawnmower. Oh, when they were yeah. kids, right? Uh, no, she was like at the party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, film buffs will recognize set pieces <laughs> used in the original Frankenstein movie. Though the scenes depicting heroin use were new shots for this film. <laughs> anyway, next one. Uh, young Charlie Brewster is a mess. His new, his beautiful girlfriend wants more from their relationship. His obnoxious, handicapped best friend and his roommate are constantly inserting themselves in Charlie's life. And to cap it off, Charlie almost Charlie's almost positive that his new neighbor is the reanimated zombie corpse of a teenager killed some 30 years ago by some parasitic alien worms. Fortunately, Charlie can rely on the help of the local detective, a mustachioed man with a dark past whose night job is hosting scary movies for a local television station. It's uh, Fright Night of the Creeps? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got it. I was trying to remember Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps was the one with the cop, right? And the the sorority house. The slugs from from space, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of that, but then, yeah. (laughs) This is good. Uh, Ichabod Crane is sent to upstate New York to investigate a string of strange murders. It seems that residents of a village are having their heads removed by an invisible maniacal Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks sleepy like Sleepy Trimmers or something. Sleepy Hollow Man. Yeah. Oh, fuzz. Uh, you got it. Kevin okay, we'll, Turkey Bacon. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just keep it going. We'll keep it going. Uh, these are going to start getting more difficult now. Okay. Uh, okay. I can't hang anymore. All right. 
In this erotic horror comedy movie, a young woman named Irina moves to New Orleans to live with her brother. While there, she learns that there have been a series of murders where the victims appear to have been attached, uh, he says attached, attacked by ferocious felines. No, they were attached by felines. To learn if she or her brother could somehow be responsible for these atrocities, Irina joins a crew of cat burglars to break into the home of her landlords, a couple who are rumored to be very wealthy. While she's in the house, she's introduced to a basement full of zombie people and a heroic tongueless weirdo. Irina solves an ancient mystery, turns into a leopard, and frees all the captive kittens and children. One what of these the is f- cat people, but what's the other one? You should be able to get the second one. I think the second one's easier. Uh, oh, cat people under the stairs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number seven. This cast favorite film bounces from the perspective of several characters several characters as agents J and K investigate the ritualistic murders that occurred in a private school over the course of a holiday break. Armed with super wicked crickets, the fashion forward oh, secret shit. agents follow crews to determine which young woman could have been responsible for this massacre. Men in Black Coat's daughter. Yep. Yeah. Men in the Black Coat's daughter. Damn. Damn. That also could be the porn parody. It could be. Uh, Jeffrey, this one I, I think you guys will have a hard time with. Jeffrey Rush does a great Vincent Price impression when he portrays an eccentric and dark millionaire who invites a group of individuals to participate in a murder mystery game in his mansion. The winner of the game will be rewarded with a substantial monetary prize. Unbeknownst to the attendees, the mansion is a former asylum, and the spirits of the crazies have been known to manifest themselves as wild inbred cannibals who prey... House on Haunted Hills have eyes. Yep. Oh, I was going to say House on Haunted Sound Hill. Uh, House on good Haunted Hills have eyes. Good job. All right. Puzzle nine. Nancy Thompson is a sweet all-American homeless alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Same. (laughs) This is too good. That's good. Uh, All-American homeless alcoholic girl (laughs) who's being stalked in her dreams by a scarred Vietnam veteran. The dreams turn to nightmares when the sweater-wearing brute dons claws and forces his victims to drink Tenafly Viper before they melt into his toilet furnace. Oh, my God. ladder and something. Uh, No, 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 no. Oh, shit. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Fuck, what's that movie with the 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 woman we hated? Nightmare on Elm Street. Trash. What? Nightmare on Elm Street. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Nightmare on Elm Street. Trash. That movie. Very God, good. Street Trash is so fucking bad. Oh, is that the one with the homeless dudes? Yeah. I hate God, that movie is so mean. Yeah, that movie sucks. All right. Number ten, last one. One day, a beautiful television reporter receives a video in the mail of some creepy goings-on at a rundown warehouse on the outskirts of town. Ooh, nice. Because the reporter specializes nice. in that, crime. Yeah. The movie, it's... Uh, she packs a van full of her colleagues, as well as an uptight Swedish man who has recently been tasked with removing all of the good parts of horror movies before they're sent to oh, distribution God. to Evil overseas. Dead Alive? Nope. Fuck. The reporter and the editor are oh. constantly exposed to more and more scenes of depravity. They slowly lose their grip uh, on reality and begin hallucinating demons. Before long, the television crew starts getting picked off one by one in a series of impressive death games, and the Swedish editor loses his mind before going on a rampage of his own. Evil Ed Trap. Yep. You motherfucker. E- you Damn it. Motherfucker. I knew it was dead. Al- I was uh, Evil Death Trap. Uh, evil Dead Trap. Whatever. Evil Ed, you... Oh, God. Uh, I have a bunch more of these. I'll send over a few spooky Please dudes. Enjoy do, them. Yeah. Dude, yeah, let's do it, Paul. Congrats on almost reaching 200 episodes. We did it. Well done. Uh, may the avalanche... 
avalanche that claims all of your worthless lives be the one that is made entirely of yellow snow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's good. good. God, what a great song. Awesome off. game. Yeah, thank you, man. Oh, that Jesus, is boy. you put way more work into that than we've put into any of these fucking 200 <laughs> episodes we've done. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, uh, it's been, been 200 episodes. I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, stinky journey. Stinky Jimmy uh, journey. Jammy uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy. Yeah, what yeah. happened to Jimmy? Can you bring him back for the 200th episode? Oh man! There he goes. <laughs> That's it. This is an appearance. Just last second, I just showed up, guys. I came out of the dirt. Jimmy, you just missed Bluster. He just walked out. I- you also <laughs> miss my uncle Jimmy. He's a farmer. Oh, <laughs> my name's Jim Bob. <laughs> oh, Jim Bob, are you also a filth boy? Uh milk goats and sucks groats. <laughs> milk goats, he sucks groats. Uh, do you know anything uh, about Filth Nation? Oh, I never heard of Filth Nation. I only live on my farm, and me and my sister are there. You know, we have a good time. <laughs> I don't want to know more about All that. Right. Thanks, buddy, for stopping by. I hate Jim Bob. I love, I, yeah. I love Jimmy, though. Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's all we got for you. So, uh, everybody, thank you all so much. See you for next the week for 201 and eventually. Oh, uh, my son. 301. 201. 401. I can't wait until 600 or 420. Uh, 666 will have to actually end oh, the cast, man. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I will kill myself for Satan. 420, blaze it, man. You should save all that for the, the stay spooky bit. Anyway, uh, stay spooky. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Hit the mic, hit the mic. Tracy, have you noticed anything strange going on in the kitchen? Check the one in the blue bathing suit. I've been hearing some weird noises in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'd like to take him home. How do you expect these guys to take an interest in you when you're drooling like that? I can't help it. They wear those bathing suits all day. I've got to get back to work. It makes me horny as hell. This girl fucks, dude, hard. Like, her voice is so powerful and raspy, I don't know how she does it. It makes me horny as hell. It makes me horny as hell. It makes me horny as hell.